This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right. Hey, it is Saturday afternoon again. Believe it or not, it's noon on Saturday, and this is Right at Home with Rich. I am your host, Rich Orris, and I am here to answer your questions, to go over your topics, to figure out what do you have going on around your house? How can I help you today? Uh, Maybe get through some of that. Boy, we've had some rain. Um, You know, I was talking last week um, or the last couple weeks about, you know, putting in some new sod and everything and trying to get my yard better and, you know, left the sprinkler on and I'm I'm leaving it on for, for a little while yet. And, you know, cover the outside of that sprinkler. If you still have it on, cover those lines with a blanket or something. I got mine all nice and blanketed up. But of course, the minute you do that, um, you know, it's like washing your car. The rain's just come and now I just don't even barely need it running. Got it off for a little while, but you know, we've had a ton of rain and I'm sure there's some issues going on out there um, with it and some uh, topics to kind of talk about with that and, and what's going on around your house. Do your walkabouts, see what see what's happening, see if you notice anything, and then give us a call, uh, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. I'd love to help you out. I'd love to hear what you have going on and uh, love to see what I could do to help. So uh, again, uh, phone lines are open 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. And we got a you know a lot going on with the rain. We got a lot going on with um, the change in seasons coming. We got um, turn the clock back tonight. Um, definitely. I, that just, I don't know. That drives me crazy that I, I wish we could just, pick one and keep it and roll with it and, and just not have to go back and forth. It's, it's almost like taking a long flight or something twice a year, you know, and you got jet lag the next day. And I don't know, it's just kind of weird to me, but you know, tonight's the night, turn them back. We'll have a little more light in the morning and it'll be dark at five, five 30 in the evening, whatever. So everybody's drives home. will you know, it'll be dark on the way home from work now. Um, but you know, definitely a reminder to to get that done and and got a lot of stuff we can kind of talk about and go over with what should you do in November what should you do you know coming into winter how to protect some things um, and think about uh, designing too um, you know designing stuff towards towards spring and, and getting started on that so we can kind of go over some of that stuff you know what are the reasons to kind of you know, start so early and, and what needs to, uh, happen, you know, when you get into that stuff. So we can go over a lot of that, or we can go over what you, uh, have going on, um, today and, and, uh, around your house, um, definitely have, uh, you know, our regular stuff at Mosby. We have our, uh, you know, our blog we do, um, every week or two, we, we get a, a new blog out there. 
So um, this latest one is about uh, fireplace inspirations and, and, you know, things you can do with different type of fireplace remodels and uh, how to change that up and getting different looks and and different types of, you know, are you traditional? Or are you more uh, earthy? Are you, you know, what kind of look do you want with your fireplace? You can get a lot of great ideas um, on that blog and all of our blogs. You'll see the whole list. If you just, uh, you know, go check out our uh, website at, at callmosby.com. That's C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com. And uh, tons and tons of information on there. You can get down um to where you can see all our social media stuff. You can see some of the radio stuff, our design build 360. You can, you know, find all kinds of useful information with our, with our blogs, with photos and, and of different jobs and job types, get ideas. Um, and just a lot of useful information we'll have on there too, just about, you know, how to look for good contractors and what should you be doing and just a, a ton of information down all through there. Our seminar series is is done for now, so they'll be rolling out a new one, you know, in a few months here for next year. But we will have coming up in December. We'll we'll have our uh, stuff the truck event coming up and kind of helping helping kids and and getting toys. And last year we did a food drive with it too. I'm not sure if we'll do that also again, but we'll see, you know, what all we can drum up in that event. So I'll be talking about that, you know. Pretty shortly in the, in the next few weeks, we'll start uh, getting some of that information in. So that'll be some new stuff going on, you know, around Mosby, what we're doing. So, and for, for, for newer people or, or people that, you know, don't know yet or haven't listened enough, um, my name, I'm Rich Orris, and uh, I am a senior uh, sales consultant for Mosby Building Arts. So basically, you know, helping people just like this radio show is primarily what I do all week long, um, get to go out, visit, kind of see, sometimes it's easier when you're out and about and you get to actually see the issues. Um, on the radio, it's interesting trying to, you know, as you're describing and I'm asking questions and you're answering, I'm trying to visualize, you know, everything I've seen in my past and, and build this picture in my mind. So sometimes it is a little easier when you're out and about and, and you get to get in that attic or you get to crawl around and, you know, really get in a crawl space or something and, you know, really find the answers is, you know, kind of, kind of neat thing and can be easier to do in, in some of those, uh, situations. But, um, you know, so I'm kind of envisioning what's happening and everything to try and, you know, get to some of these answers, but we have, you know, a large staff at Mosby Building Arts. They're all our employees and we have years and years of information and knowledge. Um, some people that's been around for longer than I have, you know, over 17 years with the company, some people newer and, but I'll bet if we added it up, oh man, we, we've got hundreds of years of experience in this industry, you know, overall in order to kind of get people through things and help people out and, you know, get to the, the right project. So we have a complete design staff. We have licensed architects on staff. We have designers and all the all the people, drafts people to get projects figured out and drawn up and designed for you. And that's, you know, kind of my other half that, you know, kind of helps me. And then I'm that production, you know, leading side that kind of helps that design staff put some good projects together and really get things, you know, 
done in a good building manner and what's the best way in and out and, and can you build something and how do we get around things and how do we support things and then we can go all the way into you know the full construction of it we have all these uh tradesmen on staff on hand our people always in a mosby logo to you know help and serve and, and get your projects done you know, all the way through the whole project. So we have the project managers, we have um, licensed plumbing, licensed electrical, we have our own brick mason, painting division, all our painting guys, drywall. I mean, so we do the majority of all of this on hands ourselves. We've learned from what we do. We've learned from mistakes and how to make it good and right and better and training and all this different stuff. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing throughout the week. So this hour is, is to me, you know, pretty much the same thing with, you know, the, the lucky general public that can just jump on board and got a weird thing. Let's figure it out. Um, I also want to remind everybody about our uh, Stephanie's gift card giveaway that we always do every week. So when you call in, if you leave uh, a phone number and uh, location with that and uh, ask me a question on the air and we'll get uh, we'll pick one lucky uh, one lucky uh, caller at the beginning of the week, and you will win a $25 Stefanina's Italian Pizzeria Restaurant gift card, which is an awesome place. I talk about it all the time. Go there all the time. Absolutely love all their all their stores, the family, everything. Great family atmosphere. So get in on that. Leave my phone number, and we'll get one lucky caller picked. And all we do is call you up, get your information, mail it out to you, and you got that gift card. So feel free to give us a call. 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797 and we'll be uh, right back. All right, we are back and uh, got some great stuff going. Um, definitely got the phone lines wide open to help you out. So uh, get in on that $25 Stefanina's gift card. The phone lines are open 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. Nine seven nine seven. So, uh, I think I'll I think I'll kind of start us off here. I've got uh, I've got something crappy I think to talk about here. That um, I hope that's an okay word to say on the air there, Eric. But um, you know, uh, I've got this story I saw. If you missed Eye on Health today, we went way more <laughs> clinically blue than that. So okay, yeah, yeah, I was getting prepared, yeah. so I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's good to know. So. But yeah, this is actually kind of funny, kind of a crappy issue, I would call it. Um, and, and so, and, and maybe some people out there have seen or heard some of this. There was some things going around on on Facebook about it, and that's what you know first kind of caught my attention to it. So then I started doing a little research in to see how true it was and, and kind of how bad it truly was. And, and so it's a it's about flushable wipes. And, you know, I, I've said this from the get-go. The first time I saw them, I was like, wow, this, this that just doesn't seem right. And that, that just can't necessarily be a good thing. And, and so there's all these stories now about all the different sanitation systems and all these different cities that are having huge problems. And they're taking out tons and tons of these so-called flushable wipes that um, are supposed to be biodegradable and all that and are supposed to work like toilet paper. So there was a couple different stories that um, 
you know, I kind of had seen and looked up and, um, in New York, they, they had a, a pretty big problem. And I, this is, you know, this is from the New York times and it was interesting kind of reading it because they, they called their sewer systems under siege that, um, they're spending millions of dollars on equipment damage, you know, in New York, having these, these flushable wipes go through. And, you know, we, I mean, I had two, two children. I have two kids. I, they were young. We used the wipes that, you know, baby wipes, they've been popular for years, you know, for children and you, you just throw them away. You put them in the diaper and you got your whole system and you're used to getting rid of all that. But when they get, got popular here in the past, you know, few years with adults, um, you know, using these wipes. And, and the first time I saw, you know, some that I was actually branded as flushable, I, I was kind of like, wow, I, I just don't think that's good. And, and I would advise everybody, if you use those, take, take one of those and just hold it up next to, you know, one layer of toilet paper and take a quick peek at it and just see, does it seem like it would be as degradable as the toilet paper that's right next to it. Um, and I've personally done the same thing and had conversations with, you know, garbage disposals are the same way. Table scraps, stuff like that. That's great. Um, it's a great thing to have to break that up before it gets in your drain and everything, but you empty the plate in the trash and then you rinse off some of those scraps on the plate that just were, you know, sticking or hard to get off. You don't dump the whole plate. You don't take your leftover spaghetti and dump a half a pound of noodles down in the garbage disposal and, and you, you end up with a problem. And, you know, I feel these flushable wipes can be the exact same way. They've actually started some lawsuits against some of these manufacturers in New York. They've, they've started a ban against them saying, don't use them. You know, it's, it's kind of destroying everything. So the city of New York has spent, $18 million in the past five years with, uh, these wipe related equipment problems. And, and they're not the only city out there that, you know, has kind of been in the middle of this and, and looking and doing some research on this. They're definitely not alone. Um, <clears throat> there's a whole list of Hawaii, Alaska, Wisconsin, California, Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine, um, Charleston, West Virginia, and Charleston, South Carolina has a huge problem that they've went through. And man, you want to talk about a crazy, crazy story of how these things get fixed and these issues get fixed and these, you know, problems get taken care of. So in, in Charleston, South Carolina, divers had to go down 80 to 90 feet in pitch black sewage to break apart and they pulled out 2000 pounds, 2000 pounds of these, you know, wipes that people are flushing down. Um, I mean, talk about a place you don't want to be, you know, <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, I definitely don't want to go down there. So in, in an interview with, you know, one of the, the Charleston sanitary board guys, he, you know, he said, and, and I've seen this myself with like, training with Kohler and some of the good Kohler products, you know, that we use and, and how they design their toilets and all this, they actually have a thing where they show you like flushing down like five golf balls, 
you know, to show you how good a, a toilet can actually work these days. And, and so his comment was a, a golf ball is flushable, but is it a good idea to flush a golf ball? So, you know, I, it's kind of think about that. And, and so in doing a little more research into it, you know, the market research on these wipes from the past, you know, few years and, um, from 2008 to 2013, there was a research done on them that the usage had grown over 23%, and they're selling over $360 some million worth of these flushable wipes. And so, of course, when you when you talk to, listen to, or, or read about the actual manufacturers, they're saying, well, people are using the wrong thing. They're flushing things that some are labeled flushable and some aren't, and that these wipes should you know, work as well as toilet paper and should be, you know, flushable and should biodegrade and, and shouldn't really have a problem. But man, when you look at the statistics and all this, and in New York, they've got a Senate bill that they're, you know, I don't know if it's passed or not, or they were trying, it was from like 2015, you know, pro- prohibiting the manufacturers from even labeling them you know, because it's like, well, if it is biodegradable, how much time? What are you talking about? You know, it needs to happen in a certain amount of time. So it's just, you know, I, I just urge everybody out there to think about what you're doing and, and what you're you're putting down there and, and how that's actually, you know, going to work or what that might, you know, do in, in to your system or to the main system of, you know, the whole city that you live in. And we've got... Uh, I've got Daryl on the line, and he has a personal testimony about these wipes. So we're going to go to the phone. Daryl, are you with us? I am. Awesome. Thanks for uh, kicking us off today. Um, what, so what happened with you? Two plumbing trips within a 30-day time frame due to flushable wipes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry. Due to, quote-unquote, flushable wipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And So, that's so a- yeah don't 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 buy what they're selling and i've never had a plumber come out for anything like that before ever it was just with those it wasn't any other problem but that that was it yeah and and i mean if you look at them if you think about it you know it's 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 kind of amazing that they do get to label that flushable in in my eyes and i think they really need to examine you know because it could maybe it does break down but maybe it takes well, yeah. like a year the, the- the, you know? plumber himself, the plumber himself said, I know what it says. Don't believe it. It's yeah. not true. I, I get these calls. He said, he stated it outright. He said, they're, they're not flushable wipes. They shouldn't be, they shouldn't be sold as flushable wipes. It's simply not true. He stated it. So yeah. Uh, learn from my lesson. Yeah. So, so my next question is what I would like to think about too, is if they did a study across the country of how many people like you have had to have a plumber out two, three, you know, maybe four different times or whatever, because of these wipes, what that, we're spending, you know, that would be, that would be a class and therefore a class action lawsuit would be in order. Yeah. You, you would certainly think about that, that, you know, if, you know, everybody's spending two, three, $400 to, you know, clear out their drain lines across the country. Um, yeah, I, that, I, I bet that could end up being just millions and millions. And then you got all these places spending 18 million, 10 million, all these cities. That's Who, unbelievable. Whoever's, do, whoever's doing it, Procter and Gamble or Johnson and Johnson or whatever conglomerates behind it, 
probably in their best interest to find a way to shush it up right now. They 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 probably are going to have to start a withdrawing the product and b possibly sprinkling some money throughout the country before it becomes an out of control beast. But their call. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Daryl, I appreciate the call. Um, yep. I appreciate the backup on that one. And, you know, it's good to hear actually from someone that's that's had this happen because I, I'm like the proponent. I was just, The minute I saw him, I was like, do not put those down our toilet. Like, you got to, that, that's, that cannot well, then be you, right. Then you, then you were one step smarter than I was. Yeah, yeah. Well, take it's care. just from, yeah, yeah. You, you take care too. Uh, thanks for the call. And, uh, you know, great thing there that I can only imagine how many people have had this done. And, and lucky for me, you know, it's kind of that learn from your mistakes things. Lucky for me, being in the industry, I've seen, I've been, I've cleaned these messes up. I've cleared the pipes. I've seen, you know, eight inches, 10 inches of sewage in a basement. I've seen, so it, it almost kind of put that fear in me, you know, is, is, is getting to learn and see and, and work on all that to kind of, once I saw this, I'm kind of like, oh man, there's no way that this can be good. And so, and something I, I've talked about and, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't do it. I haven't tried it. I probably, I probably should, you know, kind of like practice what you preach thing or whatever. But I have a lot of clients that are going to these bidet seats they're like toilet seats that you need an outlet for and, and you, you plug them in and and it's a it's a bidet seat so a lot of my clients that travel overseas and stuff they all come back and they love this and everyone i've talked to in the industry is like oh it's the best way it's the cleanest it's all i i i, I haven't gotten myself there but I, I do recommend everybody try that because i haven't really had you know i've had a ton of people that really like them and are getting them and you know, they're, they're just a proponent of them. And that's, I think that's probably the best thing for our sewage systems anyways. So, you know, try that out somewhere and, and do that. So we're going to get to a hard break here and we will be right back. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. We are here. We are here to help you. We're here to take your calls and see what we can do. Got a lot of different subjects and things we can touch on and um, but we'd love to help you out, so feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. Um, got a lot of stuff because of the, the 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 change in time and season and rain and different things. So I've got some things on the list about, you know, what to do in November and what to do with winter coming up and, you know, different stuff like that. And, and kind of leading right into that, I think, is probably going to be um, Jeff's question, got a, got a caller there about some gutter protection. So we're going to go to Jeff and see what, uh, what he's got going on with his gutters. How you doing, Jeff? Okay. All right. Hey, thanks for calling. What do you, what do you got going on with your gutters? Well, I have, uh, my family member put these, uh, gutter covers on and they're, they kind of got slots on them. They're dark in color, like dark gray or black, and they've got, slots in them and she put them on and said they were working great and so I decided to put them on uh, my house and the rental property so I put 300 foot of it on all around the gutters and they're working everywhere I've noticed that the gutters were overflowing in one spot and I have this tree that has these little balls and, and debris that's basically getting down to those slots 
It's working good everywhere else except for this one spot, and I'm wondering if there's any way to uh, um, remedy that. I've seen this real fine screen. I don't really want to, you know, I'm a do-it-yourselfer. Sure. I'm, I'm wondering if there's some way to fix what I've got up there. Um, well, so, yeah, there, I would say probably not, but because you got to, when you look at gutter protection, you really got to pay attention to, you know, what is, what are you trying to protect from? And, and some of that protection that has the slots or the holes in it, I mean, we put stuff like that in too, and, and you kind of try and analyze, well, what's around you? Because when you have the slots or the holes in, in something that sits sort of flat, you can still get that debris on top of it and you can get, you know, like pine needles go into the holes and, you know, things catch into the slots. And so there, there's different types out there that might work better for that type of debris. Um, so, you know, you might can really what you probably have to try and consider is, is there a different type of gutter, you know, protection guard system that you can put maybe just in that area that will work better for whatever that type of tree and, and debris is so it doesn't get stuck in there. That's kind of where I'd probably take you. I think anything else you do, you're probably still going to have that problem. And if you add some sort of screen, you're going to kind of slow the water getting into it and stuff like that. It's not going to work, you know, maybe like it should anyways. So I would, I would look at that area. How big is it? And do the research on, is there a different gutter protection that would work for that debris, you know, in that area. Okay. And there's several different types. And of course the, I mean, the best one out there is, is that leaf guard gutter system. I've been a proponent of this for years, but it is, it's the most costly system out there, but it's the one that will work for everything and, and not have issues and be guaranteed and, and backed up and all of that. But there are different gutter guards and helmets and things that you can try, you know, that, that try to emulate what that leaf guard does. And maybe you can get that, you know, installed properly enough in that area that it will work for you in that area. Can I install that myself? Not all of them, because a lot of the helmets and stuff, it's like proprietary, you know, companies that, that actually do it. Okay. But I, I would just start really searching the different types and see what you can find that works okay. for, you know, whatever type of tree you have. Okay. And and, and I had, um, okay, I'll, I'll look into that and see what else I could find. Mm -hmm. and, and I had a comment. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, there's stuff that's repeating on the uh, on your signal. It just, uh, just like it oh. could be a few words here and there repeating yourself. I don't know if that's me or it's you, but I noticed it yesterday, and it's continuing today. Jeff, thanks for thanks for telling us. We're not hearing that in the studio, but we'll make sure to get the engineers on it. Okay, good enough. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the comment for sure, and thanks for calling in. Great question. Um, great topic that, you know, people work on a lot, and that's part of that whole, it's November, we're coming into to winter, you know, what should I be doing, and, you know, making sure those gutters are clear and clean making sure debris away from the roof, don't get ice damming, you know, keep, keep everything away from those gutters and make sure they're functioning. You don't want too much ice collecting in them. So if there's stuff catching in there, you might get, you know, slow down the water, more ice, the weight on the gutters, you know, with the ice and stuff in it will definitely can pull away and start, you know, causing some damage working on gutters in the winter 
isn't the, the most fun that you can possibly have for sure. So some of that list of things to do and, and what should you be looking at is, is those gutters. How do you protect them? How do you keep them clean, keep debris, you know, even off the roof and, and the shingles and, you know, all of that also. And, and there's, you know, a whole list of different things that you could look at, you know, doing this time of year to, you know, kind of get ready for, you know, what's up ahead and, and what's coming and, and, and what should you be, you know, working on and doing. So, um, the daylight savings time is obviously a big one. Um, Rich, you should just repeat that point again, just to mess with Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Just just (laughs) the daylight savings time (laughs) is really a big one. (laughs) November, 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 it's November. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, your, your ceiling fans is, is another one this type of year. Think about, you know, which direction they're going. Reverse those ceiling fans so that, you know, and it's opposite of, of what most people think that, you know, in the winter, your, your, your heat's rising. So you want those ceiling fans, ceiling fans, ceiling fans to, <laughs> to, to actually blow that air down towards you you want to move that that heat you know back down so in the in, and i know in the summer you know you turn it on you got it blowing down at you and you think but in the summer you want it pulling the cool air up so you actually it's contrary to popular belief but think about the direction that those those fans you know are going um so and and then you know other things you can think about is like firewood Make sure you're stocked up. If you have wood burning, um, get your get your chimneys checked. Get them cleaned out. Um, check out the furnace, water heater, flues, all of that. Um, another big one that you know a, a lot of people don't think about is just getting prepared. Get yourself prepared for what may happen. We haven't had a whole lot of snow, you know, in the past few years, but. Prepare your snow shovels. If you have a snow blower, get it, you know, serviced and gassed and ready to go and make sure it runs and, you know, all of that. You can, um, lubricating your overhead garage doors, making sure they're ready to go, um, treating the rubber at the bottom edge of that garage door. You can put a little wax on there to kind of, so it doesn't stick to the floor in, in the freezing weather. That's another trick that kind of, you know, helps out. So getting some of this stuff you know, done and, and ready for the cold time or the snow and all of that. November's the definitely the month to be doing all of this for sure. So um, it's also the month we advise um, checking out your dishwasher filter um, and, and maybe a trash compactor or, or any type of countertop appliances that have filters and things like that. You know, check them out, make sure they're working, make sure they're clean, get a new one. Um, you know, there, and a lot of people don't even know that, you know, your dishwasher, it's another thing where it's like clean the, you know, it's kind of like that garbage disposal, clean your stuff up, you know, make it to try not to get too much debris in there. Cause there is a filter in there. And a lot of people just don't even know that you need to clean that out and take it out, clean it. I definitely recommend doing that at least once a year to keep that dishwasher working right. And, most people find out when they have an issue with something like that. So, um, but recharge all fire extinguishers, get them recharged, check the expiration dates or get new ones. You know, the fire departments will recharge these for you and make sure they're good and working. That's a great thing to do this time of year. And then, um, 
definitely before it gets too cold, you know, rummage around the outside of the house. Like we're talking about the inspection. We'll go around, just make sure all your outdoor lighting is working, that nothing's burnt out, that nothing needs to be, you know, checked or, or, you know, redone, or, you know, maybe you got a bad fixture. You don't even know about that, you know, getting to it sooner before it's too cold is definitely a good idea in, in trimming, trimming your trees, thinking about winter coming and, getting them away from the house. All those animals are looking for a warm place to go. So keep them at least about three feet from the house and trimming them back just so winter storms, think about the weight. If you get an ice storm, stuff like that, that's when those trees come down. So get your trees, you know, ready to go for that too. And, you know, get them, you know, trimmed back and and good for winter. And that's just uh, some good practices and, and good things to think about in November. So, I think we're going to get into our final break here, and we are around. I'm here to answer your questions, so feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797. All right, this is it. Last segment. Running out of time here, but definitely have time for a call or two. If you have anything, feel free to give us a buzz, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. And probably what I would like to, you know, next thing on the list here is, you know, talking about future projects, talking about thinking about that next project, you know, when, when do you start into it? When, when do you start, you know, planning and, you know, now and through winter is a great time to start planning for that next project there, you know, people get a little bit slowed down. I mean, things have been really strong, really running good, but you know, some of there's a little more freedom in, in December and, and sometimes like that in January and thinking about even outdoor projects, even though, you know, it's like, well, I, most people don't think about it till spring rolls around. But if you, if you're thinking of that outdoor project, you know, kitchen, outdoor kitchen, outdoor patios and roof covers and, you know, screened in and porches and stuff. I mean, now and through winter is a great time to take the time and start thinking about what's next on your list, you know, and what are you doing and and, and how are you going to do it? And, you know, I kind of propone that same thing with like maintenance stuff too, is like, you know, think about how old your water heater or your furnace is and start, you know, talking. It's the same type of system, even with remodeling is think about what you're going to, you know, what's going to happen. Cause if your water heater goes out, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving, you're going to be pressured into something to get it quick. And you're going to make split decisions that may not be the best decision or the best thing that, you know, you're looking for. There could be better answers. And it's the same thing with remodeling, whether it's a kitchen inside or a bathroom inside, you know, take the time and go through all those steps and really figure out what you're going to do and what you want. And it just allows you to make such a great educated decision on an entire project like that. Um, And same thing with the maintenance, you get to have a good educated decision on I'm planning for this. This is my next furnace. I've already found it and and I'm ready to go. I know what it's going to cost. I can save for it. I can think about it. And then I, you know, if you get it done prior to it, just breaking down, you'll just be that much better off. So when you think about the steps in even an indoor kitchen, just a regular kitchen or bathroom or 
you know, outdoor work and what you need to do to figure out. I've, I've got a really great repeat client I was just with last week and we were talking about, well, we we're really talking about windows, but then we, they've been saving and waiting for this master bathroom. And, you know, so we're making plans of, you know, maybe starting designing in January when we have a little more free time and we can get through it. And honestly, we're, we're maybe talking about doing this job in January or February of 2020, but it's get prepared, know what you want, find the stuff, know exactly what it's going to cost. You can be so ready and so educated on what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And then you get to pick when you want to do it too. You know, it's not a rush thing or, you know, it's not just up to someone's schedule. So when you get into something like that, you know, picking a professional, you know, the, your first step is going to be, who do you pick? What kind of designer, what kind of company is it, you know, full design build like Mosby, or are you just looking for, you know, simpler, like an exterior thing? What really do some research on what would work best for you and your needs in this type of project. And, and, you know, time is good because it gives you time to figure things out, um, and really know and understand. So when you get into, once you get through there, and you look at like, say, an outdoor project and, and you're saying, all right, you know, I want a patio, I want a kitchen, I want a roof. And you're going to survey that area, figure the stuff out, get the measurements. You're going to go through this, you know, kind of compile all this design information and site details of, you know, what's going to happen. You can think about that preliminary budget and, and how you're designing it and how you're figuring things out, um, getting to see multiple ways to do things can really, you know, help you pick something that is really going to be the best thing for you. So when you, if, when we go through a conceptual design and you get to see three backyard designs, kind of good, better, best, most expensive, least expensive, all, then you can kind of work through, pick through, and you could see the options and things that you like things that maybe you dislike, you know, it's kind of like a working meeting. How do we figure that out? So going through and doing all of that and having that plan. So, you know, once you get to that plan, you can compile the three designs. Usually there's, you know, one mixed in where it's like, all right, I'll take what I really like and the, the really nice, neat, expensive one that has everything. And I'm going to drop that down into this one, see where I end up. And then you got to think about, you know, shopping, you got that shopping step of what is every single piece of material out there, the colors, the type of materials, is it, you know, concrete or is it, you know, blocks? Is it, you know, pavers put down? Do you have walls around it or not? Is there some sort of stone that you got to kind of match up and mix? So going out shopping and, you know, finding everything that you want. And if you are ended up in kitchen inside or outside, you got a lot of things to pick with any kind of kitchen you know, that you're doing or working on. So once you have all that, then, then you can kind of finalize those selections, get them in there, finalize the drawings, have everything kind of done and ready to go. So when you think about it, something like that, you know, can really add up some time. It's good to be able to take the time to do it. You need some time off work to get some of this seen and looked at and decisions made and actually go out shopping, you know, when you're with professionals, you'll need some time off work. So being able to spread that out really works to your advantage. So when you start moving towards, 
construction, then we've still got to order stuff, get it in. So there's time and delays and all of that. Get the project manager on board that's going to run it, set the construction schedule, really figure out, you know, how it's going to go. So when you look at all that and you look at the time that that can take, you know, think about even if you started around Valentine's Day with something and you had around, you know, it could take up to like six weeks to to really design something like this and get through it and, and get the answers and get things ordered. Then you've got your construction delay of when, once we have all those answers, when can you really start? When is a company really available? That could be another month sometimes. So you could really have three or four months before you even start even breaking ground. So in a hurry can be three or four months. So if you take and you have give yourself five or six months, then you get to pick that construction date. You get to, you know, really figure out when it will work. When can I get it in, you know, and talk about when would you like it completed by and, and, and just pick through it. So for my client, I'm looking at with the bathroom and everything. She's like, yeah, you know, let's, let's go ahead. I think in the beginning of the year would be good. And then we'll have our answers. And then we can really think about, you know, when we exactly want to start the following year, make sure we have everything ready in line, everything ready to go and, and take it's, it's like eliminating the hiccups out of the system, not having to worry about things that may happen down the road or, you know, start think about starting a job too soon. Cause you kind of just, all right, well, nope, cabinets are on order. They should be here in three weeks. So we're going to go ahead and start. And then you don't have a confirmation. So all of a sudden there's a delay and they're like, well, cabinets didn't show up. So now you've got this two, three week delay of what I haven't thought about or, you know, what I didn't get ready for. So bringing all these things in, having them in our warehouse, ready to go, lined up for our project so we can walk through, get it started, have the dates, go through seamlessly. It just, it, it just helps get everything done with so much ease for everybody and it's it's easier for you and it's easier for us to know exactly how it's going to go and all the expectations set and you're through this and you are so happy at the end that there was so much detail in how to get through it and how to get it done that you know you really really love what happened in the end and that's what you know that's the things that are kind of missing from from our industry that you know, aren't always thought about is, you know, when you hear people complain, you know, about companies, that's the type of thing that I'm trying to, the voids I'm trying to fill in, in what we do here at Mosby Building Arts. You know, you hear those complaints, they took too long, stuff didn't come in, they didn't communicate well, you know, they just were, I couldn't get a hold of them, they weren't showing up, the guy would show up, work one or two days and then he was gone again for five more days. And, and the, you know, they said it would take two months and it took six months and, you know, all these things, this is why we work so hard on these processes and, and, and getting everything together and, and ready for, for a project for you and for us so that we can, cause it, it helps us organize our people. It helps us get through it quicker. It helps us be efficient and, and, and be, you know, efficient for everybody and just get through projects so well that you will absolutely love it. You'll love the system and how it's done. So, you know, the advice here is start thinking about that project and, and 
start getting people out, start planning for that much, much sooner than, than you really think. And kind of take that time. And, and, you know, I invite everybody, have us out, have me out. I'd love to come out and look at what you're doing. And you can call our office at 314-909-1800 and, or check out our website. Like I was talking about earlier, uh, callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com. And just, you know, get the information and, and have us out and, and, you know, get things started and get us started early. We're ready for you. So, Hey, had a great time, and I will look forward to talking to everybody next Saturday. Have a good week. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.